Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Beauty Call podcast with Janice McQueen, your host. Our show celebrates beauty inside and out. When you need advice on beauty, we're going to call Beauty Call with Janice McQueen. Janice is easy and loves to have casual yet informative conversations on sex, beauty, love, fashion, work-life balance, diet, fitness, nutrition, relationship, and life's ups and downs. Join the Beauty Call podcast and learn inside secrets to true beauty. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. I have Cassandra Wallace with me. She is a Washington State native, and she has held so many titles. Mrs. Washington, Ms. World America, and Ms. World International, as well as Mrs. Planet or Pageant Planet Best of Fitness and sixth overall for Ms. and Mrs. Pageants Worldwide 2019. I think that's definitely notable for a pageant podcast. And during her reign, she has been the ambassador, the U.S. ambassador for the National Youth Football League of Haiti, which enables impoverished children ages 6 to 18 to play football at no cost to them. So she's very involved. And so she's going to share her community service and her heart with us today. Welcome to the show, Cassandra. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on your show today. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. And I'm just so excited. Well, I'm excited to have you too, because you're one of those women who has been able to balance it all. You are involved, such an involved wife and an involved mom. And you're, you're so involved with the community and you're truly making a difference and it's not easy. And so one of the things I love to highlight in both of my podcasts is to talk about, uh, talk about that and how you're able to do it because sometimes people feel like, well, I can't do enough, so I'm not going to do anything at all, you know? <laughs> right. So you've really accomplished some amazing things during your reign. So first tell our listeners a little bit about you and about your family life and and what it's like to to be a national title holder, international title holder. Sure, yeah. So a little bit about me. I'm married nine years to my husband, and we have three boys. My oldest is seven. My youngest two are five-year-old twins, very active and busy. So I love bringing them to go do different volunteer things and showing them how to give back and make a difference as well. That's something that brings me a lot of joy. I have my own tax practice. I'm an enrolled agent. So that's what I do as a career, tax planning. And yeah. And then I've also got to do just some really fun kind of random things with the pageant. Like I have my own perfume that came out and just some things like that. But my main thing that I've been working on is a lot of like charity work and finding ways to give back, which has been definitely interesting with everything being remote because typically your pageant people would be in parades and physically at events. And with COVID, that really hasn't even been something that's possible. At the same time, you don't want to miss out on your reign of doing something and making a mark when you've only got it for a year and you can't let something like everything shut down get in the way of that. So it's been a very unique opportunity and an interesting year. And I think it just kind of plays back into your question about balance, that it is all about like I kind of set up time budgets for how long I plan on doing everything. And it helps me be able to get a good, fun family time in with the kiddos, good time with my husband, a good time in volunteering and a good time in working. And I think it's really important to remember that if you want to volunteer and give back, it doesn't have to be like 40 hours a week. Like you could make a phone call for a nonprofit or like a food bank or something that would take like five minutes. That would be hugely helpful. You don't have to do something that's going to be insanely time intensive. So 
It just kind of depends on how much time you have available and what you want to do, but you could definitely make a big impact even with just a few minutes. You know, I love that. Let's talk about that some more. And I think breaking it down, because I really want to help people and the whole purpose of, you know, you know, what I'm doing and what you're doing is to really to help other people. And, you know, and even in your own career, you're helping other people. So, and that's something that, you know, we, we need to be, especially during these times, we've all learned that, that that really is something we all need to do. But people do feel overwhelmed, even during COVID when some of us, you know, I was lucky that I worked the whole time and I worked, you know, not only on my own job, my own business, but my corporate job. And some people had more time off or they, they were furloughed for a while. And, you know, we don't want to necessarily talk about that, but talking about making the most use of your time is something that I think pageant women do very well. I think that women in general do it very well, but it's not always easy. I have always thought that I was a good multitasker, just using myself as an example. But then I realized that multitasking can sometimes rob you of your joy and also rob you of being effective in what you're trying to do and making those next steps happen. So COVID has taught me to be very time sensitive on what I'm doing, like what you mentioned, having set times. And I think that's something I would love to cover with you and how you make that work. What is your work week like? What does your how do you set those time limitations on work, family, volunteering, fitness, rest, exercise? Break it down for us. Sure. So I, I kind of try and get my kids involved with everything because, of course, the daycares and everything have been closed. So they've been at home with me. So I've been working from home with three small children, one of which was in school. So I got to learn how to pretend to play teacher <laughs> as well. And I just really found that, you know, like I just ran it like a schedule. So we would get up at a certain time every day, we would eat, and then I would say, okay, mom's going to go work for, you know, about two hours. Here's your job for about two hours. Here's your schoolwork that needs to get done. Here's your list of chores that needs to get done. Because I'm a big believer in giving them a significant task to do for the day, not to just sit in front of the TV and veg out, which they would prefer. But I want them (laughs) to be doing things with their life too. So I'll go, you know, check my emails, do all of that. And then I try and like mix it up with some exercise in between because I, for example, have a hard time staying focused if I just sit at a desk for like 10 hours. So usually after a few hours, I'll come out and we'll all do, like there's a lot of like videos you can access online, like through Amazon that are workout stuff that are for kids that are like 20 minutes, super easy. So we'll all go out in the living room and we'll do like karate for 20 minutes or we'll do a HIIT workout for 20 minutes and just um, get the blood flowing. It's, you know, it's good for help you retain stuff. It helps like balance you and set it straight, then kind of snack time again. And then same thing. I'll be like, okay, now you get to play for two hours while mom works for two more hours. And so I kind of break it down in increments like that. And then once my husband's home, I don't work anymore, even if I've still got stuff to do. (laughs) And I, you know, I'll usually take about an hour chunk in the day to do volunteer stuff, just because I have a lot of different things that I've been juggling that were actually kind of you know, took up a little bit of time, but there's something that I felt was like really important and worthwhile. But that's been the way that's worked the best for me to put it in little increments like that, because then it doesn't seem so overwhelming. Like, yeah, I can totally tackle the next hour or the next two hours and get this done. 
And I'll usually make like a, a note checklist of these are my dream things I would like to get done this week. I never do, but I also don't beat myself up about it. I'm like, eh, if I got half the list done, I'm going to feel good. I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, I didn't get everything done. You're never going to get everything done. And if you have that mindset, you're going to like stress yourself out. But instead, just be positive and reward yourself like, hey, look at all the things I did get done. Look at the things I did accomplish. You know, my kids got schooled. They got exercise. They got fed. I got work done. I volunteered. We got to all have dinner as a family and then, you know, play games with the kids at night or do movies or whatever they want to do. And so it does take a little bit of like structure and effort to get it all in line. But I think it's definitely worthwhile for me anyways in my family to have it structured that way because I feel accomplished. They all feel happy. And it's some sort of order in a normally chaotic world. <laughs> That's really sound advice. And, you know, we're, we're you know, recording this sort of about, what, five, almost six months into uh, what, you know, has become a pandemic to the world in that, you know, something is happening that's happening and affecting all of us. And yet I don't want the focus of this show be, you know, how we've been able to resolve, you know, your, like your life is how it's changed during this time. But, but I think what we need to learn from all of this time that we've all had, whether it's time that we had to work at home versus going into the office, but we still had to get work done. Like you still have to get work done. And then now like myself, I am back out in the work field and I am working in home and out of home. I'm doing both. I still have to be structured. And I learned that I had to set those time limits because it is very easy when you've got a lot going on, whether you're a male or female, you know, listening to this show, you know, whether you're in pageantry or not, we all have a lot to do. And I, I love that you put an emphasis on your children and your husband, your family comes first so that when you're, well, they're here, when they're there, you're present. When your husband comes home, you're present and it's family time. And unless it's an emergency at work, you're putting that off to the next day or when it is necessarily, a, it's more of a priority. And I think, you know, it's really sage advice to, if you do have a list and I know, you, well, you have a list, but those of you listening out there, a list is very important. And then you prioritize it sort of like your A, B, and C rankings of, of this, I have to get done today. It is a deadline. This, I want to get done today, but maybe I can put it off to later this week. And then the last is, these are the things that I wish that I could do that I will eventually get around to doing, but family does come first. And of course, your title is extremely important because you're role modeling to so many women that look up to you and your children look up to you and your community look up to you. So, you know, applause to that. And I think it's something that we can all learn. Balance and how do you balance it is a common question in the pageant world. And we tend to sort of shrug it off and laugh at it a little bit because we think it's a dumb question because we've been asked it since we were ever involved in pageantry. But, you know, balance is not easy. It's not easy to balance in high heels. <laughs> It's not easy to balance. <laughs> it's not easy to balance your schedule. And a lot of juggling does go around. So let's talk about that hour you said. You set aside about an hour each day for volunteer work. So I'd love to discuss you know, what you're doing currently and what you would like for you know, us to know about and how we can best help you with your efforts. And then also secondarily, I'd like for you to talk about how that has changed to be a beauty queen during these 
virtual times, these events that have been canceled times, these pageants that have been postponed times. If you could talk about those two things, Cassandra. Yeah, absolutely. So sort of my pet project, which, I mean, I had been doing a lot of stuff in person. I love being at events and helping people and doing all of that, like super passionate about it, but wasn't really practical to keep doing it when at least the area I'm at, everything has been shut down. And so I was kind of like looking online, being like, how can I volunteer through social media or remotely, or there's got to be something I can do. And I ran across the football league in Haiti. So it's soccer in the U.S., but football in Haiti. And anyways, they were saying that there's never been girls sponsored to play before. So they have about 1,800 boys signed up to play. So ages like 6 to 18. And it's just like rec or rec sport. So 20-week season, 14 games. They get a home and away jersey. And they get the ability to interact and play sports and be able to build teamwork and confidence and all the wonderful things that we know are a benefit of physical exercise and sports. But when you're in a really impoverished area, that's not always something that's an option because your parents can't pay the $25 for you to be part of the rec league. So what the league has done is try and get people to sponsor the kids for $25 so that they could play. Well, there were no girls sponsored. And so I was like, oh my goodness, this is perfect for beauty queens to step in and to do something. So I'm in the Miss World International pageant circuit and all of the beauty queens that I competed with, we all keep in contact and they're beautiful, intelligent, fabulous, big hearted women. So I reached out to all of them and I was like, hey, here's this really cool need. Will you guys be ambassadors with me and promote this? And let's see if we can get enough girls sponsored to play. Because the thing is, is there has to be a certain number of girls on each team. There has to be enough teams. Basically, you need 144 girls sponsored for the girls to be able to participate in the league. And a lot of the logistics of it is they all have to be in a close proximity where they're at because, again, you're working with really impoverished people. Their parents aren't going to drive them to practice because their parents probably don't have a vehicle. So it has to be within walking distance. So there's a whole bunch of logistical things that goes into this. And I was super thrilled that all of the beauty queens, almost all of them, were like, yes, let's be ambassadors. Let's make this happen. And so we all went on social media. We all asked our friends and family and just anybody we came in contact with were like, hey, do you want to sponsor a girl or a team? It's our like vision to have this be something that would happen in September. And I'm like so thrilled and excited and happy to say that that ended up happening. We were able to get over 144 girls sponsored to play. So the wow. first time ever this September, there's a girls league in Haiti. So it's super, super cool to be able to have worked with beautiful women and to be able to like pull our resources. And even though we're all in lockdown, here's a fabulous way for us to be able to all over the world. Like some of these women are in South Africa, some in Greece, some in um, the UK, just everywhere. And they all came together and we all helped these sweet little girls get sponsored in Haiti. And so it's, it's super cool. And it was a really fun way to get other people involved too, because it didn't take a whole lot of their time, you know? So people were like, oh, I want to do something to give back. What do I do? Well, do you have 25 bucks? There you go. Change <laughs> somebody's life in a very like easy way. And then the girls will send these really sweet videos thanking you. So you tell them your name and they say, you know, thank you for sponsoring me. And it's like a 10 to 15 second clip of them running around and playing. It's super adorable. And then now that person who has sponsored them gets that feeling of like, hey, I actually did something that made a difference. It took like just a couple minutes of my time to sign up and do it all. 
And then there's an app that you can track the kids' progress as they play during the season and all this other fun stuff too. But it was just a super cool way to not have to get very much time for people to do something that is hugely impactful because these girls, like some of them that are 17 that are sponsored, have never been able to play a sport ever in their entire life. And this is the first time. So it's super cool. And then it kind of got me thinking. I was like, well, I wonder what else we could like do. And so I was just kind (laughs) of Googling. And I ran across this other nonprofit called Charity Ball. And their mission is to be able to give a brand new soccer ball to kids all over the world that have never had one. And so I started like contacting them. And I've been contacting them for months and trying to coordinate, being like, hey, you should donate some balls to these girls in Haiti because they've got a ball to practice with, but they don't have balls to take home. They don't own their own balls or have any way to get it. And so I actually found out just a few days ago that I was granted that they're they're sending me some of the soccer balls to send to Haiti. So I'm like super, super excited that I was able to kind of network the two, you know, different groups together to kind of come together to make it extra special for the girls first season. So that's kind of been my pet project and something that's absolutely like melted my heart to be able to see it come into existence. That is really amazing. And that's something that you have been able to do virtually and not having to worry about necessarily traveling. I mean, it's something that, you know, hopefully you can do soon if you wanted to do that and be there, you know, maybe in person or, but to be able to do something like that is, it's it's so impactful. And I encourage, you know, if you could maybe email me or message me how other people can maybe donate and so they can track someone themselves, because I think we all want to give back. We, not everybody has necessarily money to give, but sometimes that's the best way of doing something until you have the time. And I think you can make a choice and you can choose as little or as much as you want to do to be able to help. And there's just so many great things that you are involved with. And this one, I think really speaks to you. And that is the most important thing. If you find a passion project, you know, your pet project that that really does speak to your heart. And there's a reason why you have that place in your heart and you're doing good with that. You're doing so much good because, you know, the exercise is helping them so much. So please, you know, let me, I mean, you can list it off now if you would like to let our, our listeners know how they can also check that out, donate if they wish, find out more about it, and also how they can find you on social media or reach out to you directly. I would love if you would share that with us, Cassandra. Yeah, so probably the easiest way would just be to contact me directly. Best way to find me is on social media. I'm on Facebook as Cassandra Wallace. I'm on Instagram at Cassandra.Bannon.Wallace. If you also just search Miss World International, I pop up all over there as well. And I mean, I would love, I'll send you the link and I've got stuff all over both of my Facebook and Instagram pages about that. And I am actually going down for the opening games in September. So there'll be a lot more stuff on my social media. Like I'm excited to get like videos of the girls and post them and pictures and just to be down there and encourage them face to face. And I mean, that's something people can do as well. Even if you don't want to spend 25 bucks, you can encourage the coaches. You can encourage the girls on social media. I mean, they've got the league has a Instagram page And even though the girls aren't actively posting on there, they show it to all of the girls. So anytime they're like, hey, we did an interview and somebody mentioned the league, they then show it to all the girls, all the boys in that league. So 
your comments, your videos, your posts, those all go to them. And those are like super valuable and encouraging because, you know, it's scary to try something new. So they're branching out, they're trying something new as well. So even words of encouragement are hugely appreciated and very grateful. Great. Everyone definitely needs to go to Cassandra's page and follow her on Facebook and Instagram and follow all the things that you're doing. And, you know, please share too a little bit about the pageant that you're involved with and, you know, when, what next steps are for everybody, because is it, is it, a, is it delayed? What is, what are the, the details on that? It is delayed. So the original pageant was supposed to be in June and it got pushed back till October. So mm-hmm. it's taking place in Miami in October in person. So it's the Miss World International, Miss World America pageant. And it's super cool. It's a little bit different than a traditional pageant for two reasons. One, they're also filming a reality TV show about pageants, pageants going on. So you're for about three days followed with a film crew nonstop, which is kind of fun too, because then you get all these cool like clips and photos that you wouldn't necessarily be able to take of yourself because you're in the competition or you're doing some sort of activity or something. So it's a cool way to capture all of the memories for you. And then part of that is, is they also do a lot of fun extra activities. Like there's yacht rides, there's paddle boarding and jet skiing and surf simulators. And a lot of just like hanging out and bonding and getting to know each other and a huge emphasis on what your platform is and how we can like support you and promote that. And the pageant is super good about all of the girls, anytime they've got any kind of event, they're really supportive and they promo it on social media. And they're like, just really encourage everyone to kind of rally together and be cheerleaders and help each other's cause out. So that's one of my favorite things about that pageant. Well, that's fantastic. And I tell you, pageantry is so much more than it used to be. It's not just the pretty face and someone that looks great in their clothing and their swimwear and has a great platform and can speak well. You know, having that that presence and approachability and also a social media presence is, is important. And, and truly being involved and being authentic, I think, is an important part of, of anyone's year, no matter if they're a local, you know, state, regional, or national or international queen. It's very much a part of, you know, who you are and in broadening horizons, which you are doing. Now, before we, we say our goodbyes, I do want to ask you really quickly, since you are in the tax industry, and of course, this year's been a little bit unusual, and there was an extension to the taxes till July, and of course, some people probably waited until October, very much like myself, <laughs> just because so much going on. Shame on me, I know. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to, it's just too much going on, um, believe it or not, busier, even busier with all the things going on. So what has that been like for you? What has your year been like for, for your corporate job? You know, it, ha- it has, it's drug it out. So usually there's sort of like this reprieve in the summertime, you know, like in July or whatever, we were like, ah, nobody is really bugging about their taxes because nothing's due till September, or October and the April rush is gone. It just kind of drug it out. Like it feels like it's just one big tax season. <laughs> so you're just working all the time. Hence, right. Going back to what we, have really focused on is you being able to balance everything that you're doing and, you know, being such a, a great, you know, 
mom to three children and you know t- you know of course two of those are twins so that is a lot and you have three boys so it's even <laughs> yeah I have you know of course mine's an adult now but having one I can't even imagine three that's a lot of fun though that is so much fun well thank you so much you empower you empower women of all ages but especially empowering those youth in Haiti it just shows that one person can make a difference in the lives of others just by taking the time and you've proven that you know focusing that time and and doing good even if you only have a certain amount of time during the day is so impactful so let's follow cassandra's advice and her and role model her you know do what she does and and give back into the community so thanks so much for your time cassandra i wish you all the best congratulations on your your different wins. And I know it's a bittersweet time when you give up your title, but once a queen, always a queen, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on here. So very much. Have an amazing day. Thank you, you too. So I'm going to take some time to do a self-promotion. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I do want to tell you all about my brand new book called Queendom, How to Reign in Pageantry. It is available for pre-order as of August the 26th, 2020 on Amazon.com. It's a Kindle book that you can download to read on any smart device or your laptop, so you don't have to have a Kindle. It's very easy to download, and it's only 99 cents. This is my first book, and it's all about positivity and pageantry and how to find your authentic voice. So it's a step-by-step guide that'll teach anyone that is just starting out or they're a seasoned pro in pageantry, and it will also help you with your interview skills and how to speak in public and how to do the things that I do every single day on this podcast, and that's sort of speak off the top of my head and be spontaneous. (laughs) It'll teach you how to do that extremely well. So make sure to go to Amazon.com and search Queendom, How to Reign in Pageantry, or you can look it up by my full name, Janice McQueen Ward. And you'll find my book right there for pre-order for only 99 cents. This is a promotion that's going to be going on for just a short period of time because my book will release on November the 28th in the ebook version as well as a paperback. And the price will go up at that time. November 28th is a very special date for me. It is my mother's birthday. And this book is dedicated in honor and memory of her and my dad because they are the reason that I am in pageantry. They gave me the wings and the confidence to do anything and everything that I wanted to do. And I'm hoping that through this book and through my Beauty Call podcast and pageant podcast, I'm doing the same thing for you, giving you the confidence and the wings to be able to do anything you want to do in life. So make sure to check it out on Amazon. That's Queendom, How to Reign in Pageantry. I love you all. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please go to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. Make sure if you're on Apple that you subscribe, rate, and review me on iTunes. And I would love your feedback. At any time, you could reach out to me on JaniceMcQueen.com and contact me or join my newsletter and give me the feedback of different subjects and topics that you would like to hear or if you would like to be a guest on my show. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.